0: This principle of success is called the mastermind principle. The, 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 the mastermind your life podcast. podcast. If you're wanting to realize your ideas, goals, and dreams, and on the journey of masterminding your life, it's time for the podcast made just for you. This is the mastermind your life podcast.
1: Your life. Let's go. Let's go. With Tolu Oboyemi. Owoyimi. Owoyimi. Owoyimi.
0: Hey, 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 what's going on, my masterminders? Welcome to another episode of Mastermind Your Life. We got DeAdria in the house, CEO of Wealth Transfer Enterprise. DeAdria, thank you for being here today. We super, super appreciate you.
1: Yes, yes. Listen, it is an amazing Monday. I am so grateful to be here and just shed the love, shed the value, shed the light that we all look forward to on a daily basis. Like I said before to you, every day is my birthday. So even being in the presence of you is a present. So again, I really appreciate you having me on your podcast and I just look forward to sharing value on here.
0: I think that's what people... uh Really love about you and appreciate, and why you will continue to attract more people that want to do business with you, people that uh, want to uh, come under your mentorship is people love people that are grateful, that are happy, that are positive, that got that emotional energy, that are welcoming. You know, sometimes we go out into the world and people are cold and they 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 cutthroat and ruthless and very uh, metal. They don't know empathy. So the fact that you're able to uh, express all of that. I can only see more and more people being drawn to you.
1: Yeah. And you know, it's again, it is a gift. It is a blessing to be a blessing. And I feel like you only really gather those, you know, genuine emotions, The loving, the, you know, readiness to give is when you start, when you start looking outside of yourself and knowing that what God have entrusted you with, like your business or whatever you're doing to break generational curses is bigger than you. Because oftentimes people in the world, they're still dealing with, let's just say, for example, past trauma where, you know, they have some detachment issues. So knowing these things and being, you know, cognitive of these things, I like to be a light. I like to spread love. I like to have a non-judgmental zone. I mean, considering what I'm doing, you know, I'm dealing with people's confidential and sensitive information. So I have to come with an open mind, an open heart, and, you know, willing to get people to that next level. And everybody comes from different, different walks of life. So again, like I say, it's bigger than me. I'm doing it for the people, and that's how I'm going to wake up and, and always think before I even begin my workday. It's for the people. How many people can I impact a day? If you do one person a day for the whole year, that's 365 people that you've impacted. So then, you know, we don't have to worry about income. God, know when you're doing his work for his people consistently, the abundance comes. Obedience is attached to abundance. So all you got to do is be obedient to his people. That's it.
0: Exactly. And it's so fascinating. And I love the fact that they're talking about the people. You know, uh, people forget that it's people that have the issues that need solved. It's people that have the money. It's the people that you communicate. It's the people just like us that, you know, wake up and go through about their days. It's people that have these amazing stories and backgrounds and, you know, events that they went through and the traumas, the ups and downs. No, at the end of the day, it's a person on that other side and you know being able to uh, recognize that and accentuate and really empathize with that other human being is something that's so key something that's so needed um, in this world that we live in so it's it's excited to uh, see a point of view on that and especially when it comes to you know our people too as well whereby it's a whole lot of things that you know or we as a community tend to go through or have gone through or trying to get out of into, you know, leveling up because when, when you look at the whole community as a whole, you know, there's this explosion of entrepreneurship. A lot of people are recognizing, hey, look, I don't have to go through a nine to five. I can become my own CEO. I can be, open up my own business. I can, I can do X, Y, Z. And those things are, it's amazing to be able to experience that. Uh, and, and you know, I was, I've talked to people about this, and you know, we're really the ones that are changing the future of our race because we're at a time when there's technology, there's collaboration, there's great examples that we can see online of people who are literally just showcasing every single day of what they're doing to become uh, value and impact. So, uh, nowadays there's no excuse
1: there's no excuse oh my god and (laughs) earlier today i literally got off the phone with a, a potential client and i always like to listen to the pain points listen to the story because yes they're coming after seeing you know me marketing something like you said showing up every day but it's also some pain behind that so, you know, the main thing I heard this particular person saying was, Deidre, I don't know where to start. Deidre, I mean, I see you showing up. How, how, why am I not getting clientele? You just said it for yourself. Showing up. Regardless if you're dialed up, dressed down, whatever doubts you woke up with, you have to show up. But again, it goes back to taking yourself out the equation and thinking about your Why? And put in the people first because you you start to say, okay, yes, I went through this or yes, I thought about this, but somebody is going through something worse. So when you know that, you can say, all right, I I know that, you know, if somebody else is going worse, it's a blessing to be here. It's a blessing to have this business. It's a blessing to have invested in, you know, my personal business development. Let me show them what that looked like. Let me show them what, let me show the world what I have to offer. And let me tell you, it wasn't, I, I've been in business, it'll be five years, this year in November, they typically say, you know, your fifth year in business, you really have built some bricks, you know, not just straws and strings, but you built uh, some bricks, that foundation is strong. But I'll say about three years ago, um, I didn't, I didn't think how I do now. I didn't think that it was the, the world that I was in. The space that I was in, that's all I knew. Until somebody told me, like, you have to do this, you have to do that to build your business, to outreach the people, because it's bigger than you. Ever since then, I'm just like, it it has nothing to do with me. It has something to do with the vision that God gave me to change his people. Like you say, we are in a time now where entrepreneurship is on a rise. It reminds me of, like, Black Wall Street. (laughs) When entrepreneurship was just, it was just super exceeded, you know, beyond the bank's can even imagine which is why business credit was created first but you know now entrepreneurship is on a rise as well and people are really showing up in their element they're really using their gifts and their talents to bring value to the world and that's what i was telling that client like just show up and show your value don't look around at nobody else at your quote-unquote competition look inside you the world needs you money needs you but how can it find you If you're not showing up
0: <laughs> Exactly Exactly <laughs> And You know I, I love what you say When you say You know The vision That uh, God has uh, Placed within you And yes. You know uh, The world needs more light um, And and uh, in, in Hebrew Light Is uh, Knowledge So knowledge and light Are the same thing in Hebrew And Um darkness in Hebrew means ignorance means one who doesn't know. So, uh, and, you know, our people, you know, a lot of people just don't know, you know, when you, when you take the totality of our people, a lot of people are in that darkness as in their ignorant, They're ignorant of the, the, the credit and, you know, business and development, and entrepreneurship, right. and a lot of these different things. So, you know, uh, bringing light and that knowledge to the masses is something that, I, it's key And you know uh I think there's that song This little light of mine I'm going to let it shine <laughs> um, And it's a wonderful thing Because we've been given this gift of life So you know We want to make sure that The generations that come uh, after Our light was impactful To make You know We want to give people a, a, a stepping board A, a spring We want to give them you know, the ability to go out and do further because when we look at our uh past ancestors and you know things of that nature, there wasn't as many options and we all know all kinds of stuff with the slavery and XYZ. So now that we're in a position, you know, I, I say this sometimes people are like everybody's gonna look uh 10, 15 years in the future and they're gonna look back and be like, damn, what did you do? With the social media era, the ads, you know, with the the businesses and the development and the collaboration. And there's people out here that are, they're getting to it. They are building concrete institutes. They're using the power of that attention on social media to power up their businesses. They're building multiple businesses. So it's like we live in extremely exciting times whereby if you are aligned and have the right type of people around you and you're paying attention to the right type of material there's no way that you won't begin to incrementally level up and you, you pay attention and focus on god and everything too as well right. like it's, it's bound to happen so uh and we live in america too as well this america is a business country people don't understand like like america does business day in day out 24 <laughs> 7.
1: look america is a corporation itself <laughs> so you you know i have so many aha moments in my head and light bulbs based off everything you said because like you say the world needs more the world needs more light right but if we if we sit down and like you say light and dark but if we sit down and really you know strategize on the ideas that that's coming to our head it's attached to a vision but i say to your point of you know the dark side i really because we're we all been there before right we we yeah. i mean we have to go through the dark to get to the light so we so that light bulb comes on and we're like wow i was really experiencing this or i really grew through this to really get to this light in my life like right now when people look at me and talk to me they're like the how listen i found it i had to find it but i i, I discovered that that darkness is a clouded just like a clouded uh, vision. We all have mm. vision. But it's clouded in the dark moments. But that vision is there. You just haven't birthed it yet. You're going to mm. birth so many babies in your journey. And you're going to look, like you say, look up 10, 15 years from now. And be like, look at what I've transformed to. In addition mm. to what I've transformed to, look at the people I pulled up with me. It's so wow. crowded at the bottom. I don't want to look at. I don't want to look down. I want to look up. All I see is... All of us being successful, Let's look up and see the, the see the stars and see the light and see the life that we want to live. But if you know That's that nice. you have that authority, that do, that dominion, that um, that power to be an impact and to to people to reach reach out and you pull them up, listen, you only you going up. Which is why I said abundance. Which I tell people, abundance is attached to. I mean, obedience is attached to abundance. Just be obedient. It's so amazing. it's 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 a beautiful thing. Um, I love that you know you reached out whatever it was about my marketing or my page that gravitated towards you. It's just I just know that our dreams, the people we want to meet, the motivational speakers, the global pastors, and so forth on, they're in arm's reach. Our dreams are in arm's reach, but it starts in our mind.
0: oh my god this this is amazing because uh i I feel the passion you know i I feel the empathy i feel so much coming out and radiating from you and uh i'm excited that you know the world gets to hear this too as well because um there's so much love in it too as well and and thoughtfulness and you know uh uh, seeking a better future but tell us about kind of like the upbringing in the uh the adria before the version that we're looking at now
1: that's always good to know right like where they come from what what they been doing? <laughs> y'all want to be nosy
0: people want to know
1: <laughs> let's be nosy
0: <laughs> oh my I god
1: but I love telling my story boy because I know my story you know it it touched hearts right so um wow when I was let's fast forward to me being 14 15 16 just that young girl in this world trying to figure out who she is um i had my mom i had my dad my grandma always took care of us but my dad left at 13 um my mom was always the work know the breadwinner she worked a lot and she was in the uh, medical field as a cna so my upbringing you know our te- our parents are are our first teachers so right. i you know followed my mom's lead my grandma she would work for um do caregiving t- as well, caregiving as well. So I became a CNA. I became a CNA, got my license. Um, my very first job, I never forget. I was taking a bus, the 62. I'm, I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and I would take that 62 from uh, school back to home. And I'm like, okay, I'm 14, 15. I want my very first job before I became a CNA. And so it was this place, this restaurant that was opening up. I seen them in the making, you know, the infrastructure. They built it and it became a business. So every day when I got off that 62 bus, I said, I want a job. So I got that job. And so uh, there was consistency. So everything I've done thus far, even when I was a little girl, it allowed me to be, to have the success I have now and even back then. So I use those principles, you know, just on a higher level, right, as I got older. So um, after that, I understood how to, you know, be a worker. And I'm like, okay, I'm seeing my mom work all these hours. Now, let me get my CNA. So I got my CNA, and I was doing that for nine years while also being in college for psychology. And I went to uh, Alverno College. It was one of the best colleges, as they say, in the Midwest. And it was predominant. It was all women, just all women so um i was like i say you know working as a cna going through going through different you know cbrf facilities and, and things of that nature in nursing homes and my mom's health started to decline you know seeing her work all these hours 12 and 16 hours and then you know she didn't really have let's be honest my mom didn't really have the best um uh, healthy lifestyle principles so it was like all right mom what's going on the, the health is declining So, shortly after, as I'm in college and working, you know, she ended up with kidney failure. So, I had to take care of her. I started to take care of her as well. Now, I'm the only girl of three boys. My dad was gone about his business. So, it was like I became that, man, I became that at an early age. I didn't even know what it was, what it was considered. But I became the matriarch of my family at such an early age. You know, my brothers, they didn't really have the willpower to understand You know, everything I was doing and how I was doing it, but I just kept doing it. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. I just knew I had to do it. So, um, fast forward in 2012, my mom passed from the kidney failure. And I literally, and I love sharing this with the world because, you know, this may help somebody understand, wow, this happened. And now look at how she's speaking now. I found her. I found her like that. So immediately, you know, and I knew like through the transition, I seen her uh, health declining. I knew it was going to be that time. So God had already dealt with me throughout that duration of her health declining. But um, I found her like that. And I was like, she's my angel. That, that, that was, I didn't jump. I didn't scream. I didn't yell. I just said, she's my angel. So after she passed, we did the, you know, ceremony and thing. And um, I still was going on in life like nothing never happened. Which this is a key part of my journey where I had to come to realization and be real with the Adria. Which is why I'm always like, let me be transparent. Let me be honest. Because that moment I'll never forget. It was a young lady who knew my mom and knew my mom's health was declining. I never told them that she passed even after her funeral. So um, she was doing my hair one day and asked me about my mom. This was after the funeral now. So I'm like, oh, she's doing good. She's well. Like five seconds later, I just started to cry. And I told her the truth. I told and I was like, yeah, and I just told her the truth. Like, you know what? She passed, we buried her, things like that. She's my angel.
0: Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Why why didn't you just tell her that she passed when she asked initially?
1: That's a good question. Because I was always the person that wanted to um make my life seem like everything was good. Gotcha. And I'm like, what, you know, um, so yeah, I told her the young lady broke down. We we both broke down and started crying. And that was the moment that it was like, DeAndrea, from this point on, regardless to what happened, what don't happen, what you don't have, live in your truth, live in your life, because that's the only real way that you can connect with you. You know, when they say you have to go through therapy and heal, you got to heal with you. You got to deal with you first before you deal that's with right. the world. So, um, throughout that time, I was still going to college and still going and still working as a CNA. I'll never forget the day, November 17th, 2017, I had a rush come over me and I don't believe at the time, you know, I I didn't believe like in depression and anxiety. I just had a rush and it was just my spirit saying, leave this job right now. I don't care what it looked like, what it don't look like, what you got, what you don't got, just go. I literally followed that voice and I left. And so when you just,
0: I just one day, you just like just got up and left. It.
1: Because here's the thing, too, King, it was like I found myself doing what my mom was doing, picking up all these hours 12 and 16 hour shifts. And it was just me, no kids. I still don't have any kids, so it was just me. So I felt like I had all the time in the world, but I'm still trading my time, right? So I said, um. How did, I, how did I look at look at that? I'm just like, there's something better for me. There's something I keep, you know, going through these college classes, failing, and having, wrecking up all this debt. There's something better. Then I seen a lot of women in their early 20s getting home, like buying their first time home, and getting cars, and just living this life of freedom. I said, okay, there's no excuse. My mom, I didn't learn it at the comfort of my home. I need to understand why these people are. You know, these 20 year olds and 19 year olds in college feel like they're just living free and they're able to pay their college debt off. So, again, left the job. And that's what really started my transformation into entrepreneurship and the idea of credit. I didn't even think I was going to be in credit. But again, I seen these young ladies getting these things and I'm like, I have to know. I don't care what it looked like, what it what it takes. But, you know, we have to unlearn to learn new ways of living and get the knowledge and the Education accessibility that college don't give us, so I went out there and I figured it out. Like I, I, I just figured it out.
0: <laughs> nah, this is, this is amazing and just keeps getting better and better. Do you think that? um Because I, I ask people, I'm like, "What's your drive? Like, what's the fuel? Like, what's the reason to keep going? Like, what do you think that was? And you think that the passion of where your mom was involved." Uh, with that kind of being a motivation and a driver for you to like go out and better yourself and learn and yeah. do more and, and, and be more?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Well, you know, listening to me tell my story, I always had that drive because even at like 15, when I got my first job, you know, getting off the bus, and then at 16, I started to drive, it was just always, I just always wanted more. I always Mm. wanted more, and i see myself having all this tenacity in life. I wanted to use it in the right areas because, let's be honest, some people use their time, space, energy into other things. But I just always, I'm like, DeAndrea, let's just, let's take some risks. Let's take some good risks. We don't play safe. And I was even like that when I was younger, and I don't play safe now. (laughs) So I I would say definitely one of the uh, motivators to um, just keep my drive going is knowing that God anointed me to break generational curses. I was the matriarch back then. Even though I have an older brother, he's two years older than me. It's just like I'm doing it for the sake of my family, the family I wow. still have here, right? And that's like most of us. But they, but some people will be like, "Well, DeAndre, you don't, have, you're not trying to retire your mom. Your dad is married. You're not trying to retire him. So really, what, what family? Well." I'm just that example for my brothers, and I know that God will provide me to be or put me in a space to be a mother one day, put me in a space to be a wife one day. So I am building my like building my life and building my foundation. So again, I I can look up and save my family, and I still am doing it for my family. Like I took on two of my nephews once. One of my brothers, you know, um, I don't mind sharing it got incarcerated. So I I know I noticed that God always. Give me these assignments for my family. But I also have those boundaries to say, DeAdria, this is not your assignment. God wants you to be here and do what you need to do so you can focus on, you know, your the next generation, your next family to come. So That's I just exactly. I'm here and I just I love it.
0: <laughs> nah. Powerful, 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 powerful. Um Now, when you got into the world of entrepreneurship, there's so many different routes to take this Airbnb, this Shopify, you know, there's so many different things, car rental, why credit? Like, how did you come across into the world of credit?
1: Well, again, like you just said, the two main things that the world needs, ongoingly, a car and a house, and that's what the young ladies in college were getting, and I knew nothing about credit, so... You know, I uh, wanted to learn more and even four years ago on my journey, I started off with doing, um, what do you call it? network marketing with FES, Financial Educational Services. Back then, King, I didn't even know what a business model was. I just know their business model wasn't, it didn't match my personality, meaning that I wanted to talk with people in person and educate. So, I, the credit, I started in credit because of what I seen happening in college. Like, I wanted to be a solution to my community. If I didn't see a lot of, you know, people that look like me getting these things and they're struggling, I'm like, this is a pain point. This is a, this is a problem. So, um, you know, Facebook, everybody wants to be a teacher. Everybody got the answer. So when I start putting information about understanding credit more, um, it was somebody I knew. He referred me to one of my very first mentors. And when I say the man took me in like a daughter or a niece, I would go to his house. He said, Deidre, if you want to really do this, then you have to come wake up early, be at my house by 7 a.m. We're going to work a shift. But it was like Internship. Now I had stopped college and everything because I just, I just, I just stopped college. That was just a part of my transition. Mm-hmm. Even though I wanted to do case management, I feel like in my company now that's what we're doing: financial case management. So he would, you know, show me about all the credit reports, the structuring, what the banks look for, how people were able to get approved. I'm like, this was happened. This is what was going on, you know, because I just. Wow. was... But so let me tell you, I cried a couple of times to him. Like, I don't understand this. What do you mean data points? What do you mean payment history? What is this? Uh-huh. He said. He just he just laughed at me. He just laughed. But see, wow. the fact that somebody else seen something in me kept me going because I didn't have my dad. I didn't have my mom. It just was the people. I started. I had to build relationships and just. Keep it going, you know. So um, that's where it started. And, you know, up until this point, I started to learn more about uh, just just lending, the aspects of an underwriter. I did take on, I'll say the second year of my entrepreneurship journey, I did take on a job, but I was strategic about it. I work—I started to work and train at um, Marine Credit Union back in Wisconsin. And I'm just mm. like, let me understand how they collect the debt what the underwriters look for let me pick their brand because again psychology psychology Mm. right i wanted to understand the the um the psychology behind the banks and the underwriters so i just was you know doing my training and looking around but can i tell you what happened at this job and this was like this was the deal breaker for me to never work for anyone ever again okay so I was too excited working and training at this job. Now, this is a credit union. So in credit restor- having a credit restoration business, you know, it's a high-risk industry. So because, you know, banks and credit unions, they want to get people, if you have a lot of credit card debt or debt, they want to get people and sell debt consolidation loans, mm. right? So if I'm over here like, oh, this is this consumer, uh, consumer federal law or this is how you can remove this, x y and z to get the debt removed i am their competitor so again i was too excited like always and i was telling some of the people in training well this is what i'm starting this is what i'm learning just didn't really know do you know the supervisor that was over the training um he pulled me aside and he said DeAdria, do you what do you have a business outside of this and I said, I do. Why, why do you ask? And he said, what exactly do you do? Are you dealing with the banks and credit? So I don't know how my mind just told me to say this, but I said, yeah, I'm, I'm dealing with credit restoration. I'm, I'm, you know, learning that field. And he said, well, you understand if you are doing anything to get paid outside of us paying you, you can no longer work here. He was like, please give me your uh, any handles that you're promoting your business. Let me see it so I can make sure it's not a conflict of interest. I said, well, all I'm doing is educating the people, not really doing any working on anybody's files. Now, you know, I was right. (laughs) So he looked up, you know, my Facebook and he just said, we're going to be watching you. I said, "Okay, this is it. This is it. Mm -mm. I took the notes. I got what I needed. And I said, it's time to go.
0: (laughs) How long was that into the.
1: Into the training, I'll say about like three weeks. Three weeks, yeah. So, I mean, now, um, since I've been doing the personal, the business credit, and even merging into funding, that's like the that's that's really where I'm taking you know, wealth transfer enterprise to really because that's what investors, first time homeowners, entrepreneurs, um, they that's what they need, they need the funding part. So once we get both entities together on the personal and business side, you know, uh, formating the, registering the business or forming the business and forming it and just making sure that it's in compliance with the IRS, Secretary of State and all the other databases, then we start to help, you know, people build that business credit, you know. So I wouldn't be able to shed the light and add the, you know, bring the value that I bring to the world if I would have just... Stayed at that job and said, okay, well, I'll just stay here or or, or I'll just stay in banking and you know, just keep learning the, their back office or keep learning their systems and I create my own. So I created mm. my own. Now now I could be the bank. <laughs>
0: exactly. There we go. That's what we talk.
1: about. Now we are the bank.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And talking about the banking, a lot of these terms, you know, trade lines and you know, like the credit and you know, uh, 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 funding. A lot of it, you know, there's some like buzzwords that are put out there, and I feel like people hear those buzzwords and they they take action, but they don't know exactly the correct or structured or how to be in compliance or like. The intelligence behind those actions and the knowledge, and like how you're supposed to strategically move. Um, what is credit, first of all? Just give. I know everybody like credit, like yeah, yeah. that. But for those that don't, maybe know. Tell us, and then what's the difference between like personal and business credit?
1: That's a great question. Everybody have their own definition, but it's a universal definition. So I would say credit is a financial tool that allows you to get access to other people's money, get access to the life that you want, and really just keep your financial wheels turning in America. I mean, because essentially it's it's debt, right? Credit is really debt. But it, if you have a healthy relationship with credit, or with debt then you know how to leverage utilize other people's money so you can create um, that time freedom or financial freedom or as we say you know the passive streams of income so credit is literally just a financial tool that America used for us to get in debt but again we we teach and we are aware of healthy debt Mm. yeah so (laughs) Um, to answer your other question, as far as the difference between personal and business credit, um, I would like to share background about business credit. Again, as I stated before, business credit was, you know, started first because years wow. ago during that mm-hmm. era of the Black Wall Street, um, again, entrepreneurship was on the rise and there was a, a, there was a lot of amazing, a lot of amazing people starting those businesses that we can probably name, right? Like what, what was her name? Uh, CJ Madam? CJ, Madam, uh,
0: Madam Walker. Walker. Yeah. yeah,
1: I get tongue tied with her. Like, I, I think she was deemed <coughs> the first, you know, African American uh, millionaire. But she had the the hairline, right? And so she was right. getting the um, her operations and her building. I mean, to to really bring this amazing idea to fruition, but with everything she was building to get more product and to create, you know, even get her her space for her hairline, she needed funding. I remember watching the movie and she had all the investors. She had all of the investors in the space to show them basically her roadmap to success, right? Mm. So, um, again, the business credit was created first because, you know, years ago, banks knew that they could capitalize off other businesses. (laughs) Obviously, it wasn't a conflict of interest because it wasn't all like, you know, credit restoration. It was just more so product-based businesses and even like some nonprofits and stuff like that. But... That's how the business credit was created, and the business credit is attached essentially to like a EIN, which is mm. a which is an identifier, a nine-digit identifier that you can kind of say is a, like your so, like your business social security number. Wow. Right, so that's where that lending comes from uh, for the business, and to differentiate and separate. The business and personal personal credit came out, you know, after the business credit because a lot of people were migrating over to America, and I'm sure, however the government or however the president do their polls as far as how many people is in America, they said, okay, now we can capitalize on the people (laughs) alone. People need they need um, student loans, they need mortgage loans, they need cars, they need credit cards. So. Again, America is a corporation, so the more debt that they can get from us, the more that they can like turn their wheels of fractional banking. I don't know if you know too much of what fractional banking is. Like we, no, that's why our... today, Queen. Break it down for us. Break it
0: down for us.
1: Well, fractional banking is literally just a banking system, and I'm learning more too. You know, I like to always be a student to the game, so I can come out in the marketplace and add more value for those who need that clarification on things. Again. Um, I'm still, I'm always a student. So that fractional banking key piece is basically turning the bank's wheels, meaning that the money that we deposit as consumers or as citizens, um, they use the money and they have a reserve that they put a certain percentage in to loan. And then, whatever after, whatever they put their, you know, the, the percentage in the reserve and the banking's reserve, then they distribute or. Um, allocate a certain amount of money after they put their money up to the public but it's our money you know so Mm. it's just like turning their wheels turning America wheels and just essentially getting us in debt but again healthy debt is what we want to teach so then again the personal credit started to become a thing that uh, banks can can capitalize or started to capitalize on through like interest rate, credit cards, mortgage loans I mean but the main bulk of it is the interest rates right so Um, That's that's how you differentiate and then the the personal credit is attached to the social security number You know, so that's that's crazy That's the oh and yeah, it is
0: (laughs) it is and it kind of shows like how they're trying to Extract as much as possible out of every individual that they can oh yeah, your credit score is this Okay, your interest rate is going to be this. Unfortunately, yes. so it like it gives them the power to not be uniform with everybody and say, okay, interest rate for everybody is a two point eight percent. Oh, you got back. Okay, that's going to be twenty point eight. Oh, you got so they're basically keeping our money to multiply for themselves. That's can it.
1: I, can I say it's just like when you have products or services. If you're a service based business, you want to have tiers to what you offer the public because people are going to fit in in different packages, which is like why we have, you know, different tiers in business credit. When you're building business credit, that's different tiers. So the banks put us and categorize us in different tiers. So nobody is left behind. If everybody Mm. had if everybody if the banks only said we're going to lend to prime like consumers and prime is that how can i say it prime would be anywhere from that 700 to 850 range and then mm-hmm. so like excellent good to excellent credit and then that subprime is those who have okay credit still need to build it thin profile so the lenders just lend it to prime consumers then how can they capitalize on the subprime how can they capitalize on you know, off people who don't have credit or got bad credit, right?
0: <laughs> mm. And I think in 2008, there was something with subprime uh, mortgages that caused the uh, financial collapse. So now I'm starting to understand as I'm hearing you talk about maybe they went too far with trying to squeeze out, you know, what they can with uh, consumers and the, the whole thing kind of backfired on them. Greed, you know, they got greed. too greed.
1: Yes, yes
0: yeah that's it this is good (laughs) stuff um and your understanding of credit is like very very like nuanced and intricate um because i talked to a couple of people and even i i have people that we run ads for credit and it, it people just swarm in there like a waterfall like the ocean or anything like that but Hearing you talk about it, it's like this is the history behind it, and this is what they were thinking when they created the original invention, and you know how it's involved and things of that nature. Um, Absolutely. Our people now, especially with our community, I feel like if you say the word C R E, everybody will turn and start looking at you like, yo, what? And if you say D I T, that's it. They're going like, knock the door down like run over to at, and like what you know about credit like you can help me because i see so many i see there's like a side whereby it's uh personal credit restoration you know a lot of people oh my god i had this on the report this looks bad or delinquency so something it looks the, the the personal credit is bad yes what do you know about that and do you help people with like you know can they come and be like hey look my my credit score is bad yes how can i get started and talk to us about that
1: yeah so when you when anybody is looking for credit restoration because there is a different i appreciate you saying my understanding about it is very unique um and you have to be you have to be passionate about this, passionate about this, because it can get very strenuous, right, with this student mm. and all that. But I'll say this: it's the difference between credit restoration and credit repair, right? Which is why I don't say credit repair. I don't do credit. I do credit restoration. It's the whole transformation. So credit repair is just sending out, you know, simply saying we're going to remove these things off the credit report. We're just going to send out letters with the Fair Credit Reporting Act law on there to get these, to potentially get these things removed. Whereas and that's it, right? They may give a little, you know, building tools or what whatnot, but credit restoration is restoring, building, and structuring. So when 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 people and this goes back to the knowledge that I received when I was at Marine Credit Union, the structuring part. So when people come to us and they don't have the best credit or they need to build credit, we are doing a credit makeover. We are doing a credit transformation, whereas we are using the laws. But we're also filing, you know, complaints for a hierarchy, um, companies that oversees the credit bureaus. And a lot of people know about them nowadays, the CFPB, the FTC and whatnot. We're literally filing those complaints to let them know why, 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 I mean, why, excuse me, they were wrong. Mm. And in addition, you know, we give the educational piece of how to like build it and maintain it. A lot of people in the space, which, you know, which is why I said, okay, Deirdre, you need your voice need to be heard in this space. A lot of people, or some people I've seen in this space, um, they would sell trade lines just to be selling them. And it's like, no, when the credit report gets to a point where, it's, where you need to structure it, and which is like the data points you want to really look at, uh, when it's time to structure the credit report and the credit report isn't strong enough or thick enough, then you advice on a trade line whether it's um credit age that the the person needs, or whether it's a limit a higher limit that the person needs so when someone comes to us and they need credit restoration we go through an aggressive series and process for them to understand what this actually looks like why it is what it is and what we can do our end goal is saying you went from here to here now you're here we're going to be we're going to give you all the solutions you need well
0: transparent wow. is a one-stop shop <laughs> amazing I, I i love it i love it here's a question i always thought why do they punish people for having bad credit like when they want to do it the opposite way whereby like if you have bad credit they would be more lenient on you to help that person get back up on their feet like why is it the opposite way around well
1: if you're looking at like a credit bureaus and collection agency and creditor standpoint they get paid for that (laughs) they get paid to sit like so say for instance you know we have the original creditor sprint i had a sprint account life happened so the account you know i couldn't pay it anymore and now it became charged off so when i say charged off you know the original creditor just charges it again but they still want their money so, um, you know, obviously Sprint is, you know, a lot of companies, not just Sprint, but companies that we get things from, they are essentially data furnishers where they have a contract with the credit bureaus or they have, you know, yeah, a contract with the credit bureaus to say, if this person don't pay their Sprint bill, if this person don't pay their card note, then they, they signed the contract, that's why we got to read, they signed the contract that we will, you know, punish them by putting it on their credit, which is a way or a tactic to say pay us back because now it's on your credit. Everybody want to get mm. paid. So the original creditor if the account is now on the credit report. I haven't paid Sprint. So, hey, the credit bills, how they get paid is, or or I'm sorry, how the original creditor, creditor, creditor get paid is the collection agency say, well, hey, uh, this account is charged off. We can pay you for it and, Ooh. you know, pennies or pennies on a dollar. So if it's a thousand dollars, the collection agency say, "Hey, we'll buy it for two hundred just to pay you, just so you won't, just so you have something for it." So then the collection mm. agency will put it on a credit report for more than what they pay for. So everybody wants to get paid. <laughs> Look at your face.
0: I'm like, yo, you over here giving the 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 juicy juicy juice of. I'm like, mm. I'm like, what? Made <laughs> like five course mill over here i'm like that's what they doing
1: yeah 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 so they keep people there because and then if you want to talk about the banks like you just said the subprime because of the interest rate will still lend we'll still lend to you but in order to lend to you if you desperately need it you gotta pay this rate hmm so it's like a it's like a vicious cycle you get put in when it, if you don't know how to manage and maintain your credit. Wow. Yes. So this,
0: this is fascinating. Uh, <laughs> basically, they playing tic tac toe over there with your uh, charges and selling it to the highest bidder. So they like it's like that's like drugs almost. It's like yo, just give me what you got. I, I take it off of you, then I'll go sell it, or something like that, because the, the so the collect, what's the, the collection agency, they're the people that they would call, like, hey, you gotta, like, they, they're on people, like, yo, you gotta pay up, like, you gotta pay, like, you gotta pay, like, constantly nagging with those call centers, just trying to squeeze yeah. the get the money that they can so they can get a return on the 200 that they spent so basically they're at a depth so basically their whole business model is we got to put pressure on the people to get as much out so if we get 250 300 400 paid now we've doubled our money or we made it so I and we hit trend. our fi-
1: and we hit our quarterly or daily or weekly uh uh financial qu- uh, status or quote not status but financial quote so I was gonna say this now, I'm at the point now because because I love just I love challenges, and I love to challenge the, the creditors, the credit bureaus, the collection agencies. I am now studying how to get remedy for the damages. Does everybody want to get paid? I am learning how to get basically repayment for these collection agencies or the damages put on the credit report so from student loans to medical collections so this will be a new service we we will add obviously you know the team will grow i'm grateful to say i have four people on my team right now so obviously the team will grow once i learn these things because since everybody want to get paid let i'm about to get my clients paid you know and remove it (laughs) off the credit report you know, yeah. so that's really what it is. Because honestly, we really don't have to use the consumer laws and all these different laws and the templates that we're sending. We really could just simply say, "Provide me with my original, with the original instrument, with my wet signature to say that I was bound to this contract. If you cannot provide that, then I, you need to take this off my credit report. Like I'm not bonded to anything. I'm not bound to anything mm. at this point. So really, we don't have to use the laws. So like when uh, collection agencies call people. You can literally just tell them that we don't got to run from them. You can tell them, yeah, take me off your roster and and take my information off your roster and don't call me again. It's a reported line. You can get sued if you you call again. But also, you can tell them, send me the original instrument with my wet signature. If you cannot confirm and affirm this document, then I am not bonded to you.
0: Oh, my God. Y'all heard that? (laughs) (laughs) Yo, this is crazy, yo. Like, you, this show, like, you really know the, like, you really know how they be operating, like, deep, deep like that, because... Psychology! Yeah, yeah, you talk about a wet signature, the original paperwork, all that, I know they gonna be like, look, 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 just go ahead and send it, we ain't, we we ain't (laughs) finished... And I see a lot of stuff, I didn't even know what the stuff was, but something called, like, dispute letters, and I used to just see, like, so many people like you know like when you see um on Instagram like somebody taking like a whole bunch of letters and like going somewhere to go and like drop them off and then somebody talking about credit cloud and all kinds of stuff like that exactly. but I saw the over and I think HIM500 had a course or something like that or like somebody like that that was like teaching people about this tactics so there was in I, I even have clients that They'll say, "Hey, we run an ad. Like, hey, are you looking for business funding?" Uh, wasn't Calvin what well, some one of the clients? And literally from there, it was like, "Hey, do you, you want, want to learn how to make something? Uh, do you want to learn how to? <laughs> are you looking for funding? Something like yeah, that?" Yeah, yeah. And an explosion of ads, the DMs. He had to be like, "Yo, total, turn that ad, cut it in half." Like he had to restructure his whole business and VAs and stuff like that because. The, Our people are like boom; they explode towards that.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's and I mean they should, right? But I mean, (laughs) the psychology again behind that. There's a psychology. I'm just gonna say that. There's a method behind. So with that being said, I need to have you run my ads as well.
0: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I keep forgetting. We're gonna chop it up for sure, for sure, for sure. Definitely. And when it comes to the business side especially with funding i feel like people look at that as the holy grail um you have people like ellie talks money sierra esq there's so many people talking about business funding what do you think of some of like the misconceptions that people have because i feel like Mm. they run into it so quickly that they don't have time to be like all right how should I look at this? What is the strategy I should have when I'm going about this route of this course? So, what are some of like the common misconceptions you see?
1: Yeah, the common misconceptions. Oh, the number one is no PG. Like, you don't have to use your your, your personal credit for business funding. I'm gonna tell you this right now. If mm. the lenders require it, you need it, right? So that would be the number one and the main misconception I'm hearing, and that. Hmm. I can still use my personal email. No, you can't. I can still use my, you know, people think that they can still use their personal things and you're going for a hundred thousand. You need to be set up like a, like a business. So, Mm. I mean, people can't leave money on the table by not, you know, making sure they invest in these things because they're hearing these misconceptions of still being able to get funded without personal credit or without having a business email or having a business phone number. Let me say this. If a lender, if ABC lending firm, you know, look at your application, everything checks off and they call your phone. They almost to the finish line. They call your phone and you say hello and you say hello (laughs) versus Uh versus. Hi, this is Diadre with Wealth Transfer Enterprise. How may I help you? Who do you think they're going to give money to?
0: Wealth Transfer.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, even just that mindset, when it, when, when it comes to preparing for business funding, people definitely have to, again, the word is structure, structure up for that. So, I would definitely say, you know, when you're looking, thinking, and preparing for business funding, um, make sure your your personal credit is together just so, just so you won't leave any money on the table. I always say that personal and business credit is a marriage. One could be mm. doing good. Okay, oh, they're doing good over there. But they're both doing good. The sky is limitless at that point.
0: Wow. Powerful. Powerful. <laughs> and I hear that so many times with people. And I'm not somebody that I'm like super, super into the world. But I get glimpses of it from clients or like people that I, I talk to on podcasts. And I hear stuff like, oh, EIN only. Just need, you just need your EIN. Come on up. Like you're going to get XYZ. And I've heard no PG. No PG. And at this point, I'm like, man, I don't even know what... Like, I I feel like... Because the masses are not the people that are call the masses for the reason. They have, like, superficial knowledge or... They're not very, very, like, in that world. So, you can just throw a whole bunch of words at them and they would be like, okay, all right, okay. Where where do I sign? How do I get started? Right. right.
1: We live in a fast-paced world, so...
0: Extremely fast.
1: Right? So, I mean, they aren't... Sometimes we just have to sit down and be a little bit more strategic about, you know, what we are signing up for. Just like, hey, when you built these packages out, these tiers out for these people, you're being strategic because you know you have that you have, um, you have a specific target audience. But there's levels to this target audience, you know. So we gotta be strategic. We just gotta understand requirement, what's needed, how the financial industry is changing. The financial industry changes almost every 16 to 18 months so it's my mm. my duty to make sure that hey if they you know if the banks say just no pg i need to know these things it's just like exactly. for example I'll, I'll share this um and i'm doing more research on it but the duns number that duns and brad street which is a pay which is essentially your pay attached to your uh, paydex score when you're building business credit, that is changing into like U E I, and again, I, I'm I'm doing more research on that, so that U E I is like a unity, a unique entity identifier. You mm. know, so even with those type of changes, I have to be aware, so I can make sure I'm staying, you know, educated and edu- and saying the right things.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is a. Uh, it- I feel like this should be mandatory learning for every single person, like two, three times in our uh, community, because you know how some people, like, they got to get through their head, like, a couple times for them to really understand. Absolutely. Um, Talk about, what what is, like, the trade line? Like, what's all that about? Trade lines. You are going crazy with trade lines.
1: Yeah, uh, trade lines is essentially what they call uh, piggybacking or what they call um, AU authorized user so you know you can purchase trade lines from you know different companies out here that will literally excuse me will literally put the trade line on your credit report you just want to make sure that, again, you're being strategic. If you're going for funding, making sure you know when the trade line reports, just like you have mm. to know the due date of your credit card or the statement date of your credit card. Um, or you can literally just find someone that you trust that has, whether, it's, whether you need more credit age or history, whether you need a higher limit credit card, you can find someone which with both like that has a history a season credit card with high limit, or you can purchase one. Um, but again, you only want to do that when every other part of the, of your credit report is structured properly and now you're ready wow. for funding. But there is a lot of, um, there's a lot of companies, you know, that has affiliation like trade line supply. Um, is it coast, coast trade lines or something like that. So, But then again, just know, like, hey, the trade line will report only 30 days or for 90 days. So it's all these details you want to know so you can be prepared, again, because the end goal is funding, so you can be prepared for that funding, for for that funding run.
0: Talk to us about a success story or maybe a testimonial, maybe a client that (laughs) it completely blew you away, like, the person, like, each time you think... Anybody on the outside of the that would be like, yo, wow. Or like even something that was just phenomenal.
1: Yeah. Well, I have, honestly, I have plenty of them. But the three that popped in my head was the bankruptcy removal in the first round, the child support in the second round, in the second month, or second round, excuse me. And then the foreclosure. We recently Mm. got a client. And when I tell you that was his pain point, the foreclosure, the foreclosure. I mean, a mortgage and a car loan are those two installment loans that um lenders who want to lend to you would say wow great payment history checked off and you got history like you've been on time for over two years or three years plus you know the longer the better um those are two you know accounts or installment loans that really holds weight so when this man came to us about three months ago almost four now he was like DeAdria, um i see some of the other success stories but i don't see that you guys have removed foreclosure before And me knowing the systems and the system and the uh, complaints that we can file and the level of aggression with our disputes, I said, like I said earlier, I like challenges. So I said, Mm -hmm. I told the guy, like, listen, we got you. Just, just, just be patient with us. We're not going to sell you no dream. Credit restoration can take three to 12 months. So his second month into the program he called us. He was like, you know, so what's... Now, this is the second month. I just told the man 3 to 12. <laughs> so, he called us like, hey, you know... Um, he, want,
0: he want that fast food uh, restoration.
1: We live in, <laughs> right. We living in the fast world. But uh, he called us like, hey, you know, I'm really, you know, trying to get the business funding. That was really the main thing holding him back. Uh, it was a mm. Sprint account and it was the foreclosure. So, he's like, hey, I'm really trying to get the... Um, business funding my scores are going up on the business side i got everything structured all that good stuff i said listen we're on the second month Just, just bear with us we got you literally like what two weeks ago i spoke to the man he called me on a sunday and we don't work on on the weekends right we got to take a deep right. breath and a breather he called That's me and right. told me he was like DeAdria. <laughs> i don't know what you and your team did but these foreclosures they're gone i said hold on hold mm. on you sure they're gone I said, show me, give me a screenshot. You know, so that was the recent success. We're going
0: to need a video testimonial for you. Oh, it's
1: on my page. It's on my page. There we go. I said, turn that phone sideways.
0: And take, <laughs> hit the record. That red button right there, hit it.
1: 30 seconds. Say the name right and we good. Exactly. So we yeah, that happen. was the most recent success, the foreclosure. I said, when you start checking off these public records, that you can remove, listen, you're doing Mm -hmm. something, girl, another one, I I thought about is, um, I started conducting events, like, or just speaking, uh, events, years ago, in my journey, even in my hometown, so, you know, since I've been in Georgia for the years, it's, man, time goes by so fast, which is why we gotta work, make sure we're working on our goals daily, so, uh, yeah, yeah, one percent a day, right, so, Um, I had an idea a a couple of months ago after I had my first event here in Georgia, and God said, go back to your hometown, put put together an event. It's going to be called There's a Millionaire in You. Take eight entrepreneurs. Mm. I'm not, this was the whole plan, the whole itinerary. I executed, I went back to the hometown, and I did it a part of this a part of the event was I was like hands-on with the people had the screen up I even show my personal credit because you know people like to see the experts credit I don't care let's talk yeah. about it I was up there I was good so <laughs> um, and a young lady had uh, I taught them how to dispute I taught them how to build their business credit right on the spot you know she got approved for her it was a net 30 $3,500 net 30 that reports to all business credit bureaus in addition I said, okay, use these templates. Uh, we're gonna, I'm going to create a Facebook group to hold you guys accountable. You got this bankruptcy. That's the only thing that's holding you back. Use these templates. That's all you got to do. I didn't even teach them how to file complaints or anything because I over-delivered so much I didn't have time. But um, mm. she sent out the her first round for the bankruptcy. I got a testimony for that, too. Uh, it came off in the vi- a bankruptcy, all three barrels. So I said, Wow. You know, so it's just When you do good to people God do good to you So you can keep doing that's good to right.
0: people <laughs> That's right I know that's right I know that's right So people okay. are
1: ready to get homes And their business funding And cars to put on tear-out it's, it's just amazing so That I could be a part yeah, of that Yeah,
0: this is So how do people The, the listeners that are tuning in Those that are listening Those that are going to be listening You know, put it all out there They're like, you know what? I've been lacking i have this on my report i want to you know get credit restoration business funding how do they get in contact with you what's the best way for people to get started with? You?
1: absolutely i would definitely say um ig add us on ig so you can first vet us see the testimonials the great success what i teach um you can find us on ig wealth transfer enterprise obviously everything is set up you know to schedule your consultation if anybody see that you know they're like wow this is great so ig is is where you can find us first we are merging into youtube um got the youtube set up and everything (laughs) so uh, i'll be wealth transfer enterprise over there as well um facebook we have an amazing wealth transfer enterprise facebook group so it's it's the only way you get in there is, you know, you purchase a product and you now you're in the group. Because, again, accountability is what I want to hold. Um, I want to hold people accountable for their success while making sure exactly. that they understand that it could be done. Right. So we have the community on Facebook, the Wealth Transfer Enterprise, the IG Wealth Transfer Enterprise. We're moving over to YouTube, Wealth Transfer Enterprise. We all over the world. <laughs> I say
0: everything Wealth Transfer Enterprise. <laughs> y'all, is going global, y'all. Wealth Transfer Enterprise International
1: There you go International We already global We doing international moves
0: (laughs) Awesome Awesome Um, One question I was thinking about When things like this I always saw I've seen some memes About somebody's like We were in the middle Of the credit restoration And you try to get a new car Are you crazy? So what's some of like The biggest
1: (laughs) (laughs) What are some of the biggest Pet
0: peeves that you have when it comes to That credit restoration process all just you know the day in and day out of business And dealing with clients Especially in, in this industry mm. In
1: the beginning And I'll say what I'm saying In the beginning In the beginning it was the I'm seeing I seen Some things come off in the first round Let me go apply for the credit card
0: mm.
1: Um I'm seeing My score go up That can happen from various reasons let me go try to get along okay in the beginning of my journey um, I didn't have a team it was just me so it got overwhelming to keep up with the communication of everybody so now that I have my amazing team we're and system and automations. we reach we make sure that we're letting them know what's happening we let them know what not to do and mm-hmm. we're just keeping up with it. Because how can I keep up with everybody to make sure everybody's on the right track if it's just me with no systems? Come on now. You can't do exactly. anything like that. That's why I say it's bigger than me. Um, so that was pet peeves. They, th- them seeing the scores jump, they are you know seeing the things removed. Or another pet peeve, they would see me post about another client who's been with mm-hmm. us maybe the same amount of time or a little longer And they would be like, well, where's my results?
0: Sheesh.
1: Everybody's situation is different, ma'am and sir. Way different. (laughs) Way different.
0: So, -mm.
1: But now it's just like, you know, the system keeps everybody pretty much intact. When their rounds are going out, they have client portals. So they know that we're involved. So they don't really go out here and do certain things because they know that we're involved. The whole team is involved we know what's going on so they just can't do things behind our back because we also opt out of secondary barrels. so sometimes you really can't get certain things because because essentially your, your your credit is frozen and we only do that because we don't want people to you know um interrupt or interfere with the process
0: mm, powerful yeah i can i could tell this from this this hour-long like This is incredible. Like, you've dedicated time, energy, resources, money, like, the discipline to, like, learn, 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 learn. Like, you said, like, hey, this industry changing every 16 to 18 months. So, this don't sound like somebody that learned this, like, yesterday. And rolled out of bed and (laughs) was trying to sell it to people. And sometimes you see stuff like that. You know, people that talk real loud. Yeah, we're, we're, you know, make people like, all right, okay, all right um any last words that you want to say to the people that you want to get off your chest
1: i would just say (laughs) i'm a big big believer in attracting and not chasing so whatever it is you're doing right now you're working on the only thing you really want to chase is the successful person the, this success the successful person you want to that you envision yourself being or that you want to show up as and everything else once you do that like adding the personal development principles and daily activities reading and sitting back and you know checking on your heart posture and your your spirituality if you are in that direction chase that person. Chase those things. And I tell, I'm tell i telling you, everything you want to attract, you will attract. I am literally, it's a year since I've been in Georgia. I'm already like looking to move elsewhere. I'm only saying that because I envision myself doing certain things, being a certain person, waking up in a certain environment so I can attract the life that I want. So whoever have been inspired by anything I'm saying or even just hearing my voice and energy, because I hear a lot that my voice, you know, changes a lot of people's emotions. And I'm like, God, thank you. That's a gift. I just want to let you know, like, become that person. You don't have to, you know, chase money, chase a lifestyle, chase a partnership, chase that higher person you see yourself being. And I'm telling you, you can attract everything you want. And this conversation would actually go on and on if we had the time to tell them the strategies I've used to really manifest the life that I have right now. But that's for the next episode.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Look, guys, if you're listening to this, you're tuned in. Don't wait. Go Look, tap in with people that care about you and they're going to do their due diligence to make sure... That you're on the path to success. Credit is extremely, extremely. I mean, they say like most of the major decisions in a person's life have to do with credit one way or another. So if you know you're in a situation like that, or you're potentially about to be in a situation like that, make sure you reach out. We're going to have all the links so you guys have straight access to Wealth Transfer Enterprise the adria guys do not waste time or if you want business funding too as well make sure that you tap in because you don't want to be exhausting your own Mm -hmm. money and then all of a sudden the business fails you're depressed and you're saying to yourself you know screw entrepreneurship and i knew it wasn't for me so I, i i love the fact that this isn't just it seems like you care so much more than just oh this is just like a business transaction you actually care about the person that you are working with and that individual so I can tell from that that you're gonna go out of your way the company's gonna go out of the way to make sure that people are secured and credit is something that's intimate you know you're dealing with people's like bad decisions that they made or ignorant decisions that they made so you know having somebody that can uh, resonate with you on a um, With empathy is something that's key, especially as you're not only helping them, but you're educating them on, hey, look, uh, this is how you should think about it. In the future, these are the type of decisions you should make when it comes to that. Guys, I don't want you to waste time. Go follow her IG. We're going to put the links to her YouTube, her IG, guys. Reach out and get started today.
1: (laughs) Today. Your future is in your hands today. (laughs) Today. Y'all
0: heard that straight. (coughs) All right, my masterminders, until next time, y'all, let's keep masterminding. Let's keep pushing. Thank you for listening to the Mastermind Your Life podcast with Tolu Owoyemi. We hope you enjoy. Be sure to rate and review this podcast on your favorite listening platform and follow Tolu on Instagram at T-O-L-U dot O-W-O-Y-E-M-I. Keep mastering your life and we'll see you here next time.